keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself, no matter how wonderfully perverted they are. Go listen to the outro if you want to connect and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we practice talking and hearing about sex with the most explicit details so that we can practice non-judgmental deep listening in an effort to improve sex lives everywhere so that together we can make the world a sexier, more loving place. Our guest today is a single 24-year-old bisexual cis woman. She's into choking, spanking, forced orgasms, binding, daddy-dom stuff, and is currently exploring her submissive side. She's a freelance graphic designer who also does sex work from the East Coast. Welcome, Phoebe. What an intro. (laughs) (laughs) If you had to rate yourself on a sexual shame-a-meter today with one being shameless and ten being so full of shame, where do you think you fall? Maybe like a six or seven. Okay. Depends on the day. Phoebe is going to help us do a new thing we're trying that is a rapid fire. And I'm going to have to fight my own impulses to ask detailed questions. So it'll crack. What's your sex life like right now? Um, Kind of non-existent. Kind of touch and go because of COVID. When do you first remember hearing about sex and how did your little kid brain make sense of it? One of my friends told me the word sex and I wrote it on the fridge and I got in trouble because I didn't know what it was i just was like oh i know this word now how does your family talk about sex oh my family is very baptist there's a lot of shame around it so not really i never got like a sex talk just like don't have sex jesus will be mad (laughs) (laughs) what do you remember about sex ed in school i had two different sex eds because i went to several different high schools and like one of them was like oh if you have sex with someone you're giving up this really precious gift that god gave you and then the other one was more clinical and just like, said, this is a penis, this is a vulva, this is what happens if you don't use condoms. So it was like weird to reconcile the two. What did you learn about consent? Honestly, not much. I don't think I really got into consent until recently with it being more in the news media and stuff. Mm-hmm. When did you start touching yourself? Oh boy. So... <laughs> I kind of like Googled it. I guess it's called gratification disorder. But like when I was a kid, I would do it all the time. And because there's so much shame around it, no one told me what it was that I was doing and that I shouldn't do it in public or at daycare. <laughs> so I'm just like, why not? It feels nice. <laughs> so eventually I learned and I'm like, oh, yeah, I should not have been doing that. How did you start touching yourself? I was like maybe like three or four. I know that I was like young. And it was mostly just like clitoral and just like toys, whatever, was around because I'm just like, this feels nice. (laughs) I didn't know. (laughs) How does it compare to how you touch yourself now? It's kind of the same. I'm very much into clitoral stimulation. Nipple play is a big one. My nipples are very sensitive. So I like to fool around with those a lot, too. I've gotten more into vaginal play and just figuring out what I like there because My subs buy me toys a lot, so I've been able to experiment with those. When did you start touching other people? Probably around, like, I'll say 13. Yeah, in a a way I wanted. Yeah. (laughs) It was, like, 13. I was with my boyfriend at the time, Christopher, and we, like, did a lot of experimental type things, and he was, like, my intro into that sort of thing. I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like... (laughs) How do you define the sexual bases? Hmm. I've given this a lot of thought, especially like as I've explored more with like 
girls because you know a lot of people have it as like penetrative sex is like the only way to have sex Mm -hmm. i guess like kissing first touches second and then like below the belt third and i guess penetration of any kind would be home run can you give description of how you like to go down on other people very much into pleasing other people i like to be messy and provide an experience similarly a sentence about how you like to receive oral sex I've been very shy about like my labia and stuff for reasons and I'm still exploring that. I think I like the full mouth stimulation a lot. So using like everything everywhere and like not too much direct stimulation on my clit. So I feel like that gets overwhelming. I get you. Okay. List a couple of your biggest turn-ons. I really like kissing i guess like I, it's kind of an oral fixation thing so fingers and mouth kissing oral playing just like i like giving head a lot so that's another big one so that's like something that gets me going a lot especially just like knowing that i'm making someone feel good it's like super exciting to me so a lot of oral stuff list a couple of your biggest turn offs i think just bad kissers for real that makes me feel because it's like if I can't get into the rhythm of it, it throws everything off. Yeah. And then I'm just like, this is, we don't have this chemistry. Also, people who try to be dommy, but they just are like corny, that, that I, I cannot take seriously. <laughs> what do you need in order to come? Lots of patience, because especially not as much recently, but I do, I would get in my head a lot because it was more of like a performance based thing as opposed to like, this is an exchange. We're both having fun. And now that I've gotten out of that, it's more like I just need stimulation. Like clitoral is fine. I like deep vaginal penetration a lot. Like focusing on the like G-spot area. That's been really nice. I learned I could squirt <laughs> because of that. So yeah, that's basically like patience and a lot of repeated movements. How do you talk about sex with partners ahead of time? I'm kind of straightforward about it, especially now, just because I've accepted, like, I'm a sexual being, and that's fine. I'm not <laughs> going to beat around the bush and play coy about it. So if they're receptive to it, or if they're just, like, shy away, because a lot of guys have that, like, uh, what is it, the goddess Madonna, but whore complex, yep. that thing. And it's, like, because of how I present myself, I, like, more cutesy. They expect, like, more cutesy and innocent so when i'm like yeah i like my throat fucked i want you to choke me even me down i just like but if not then it's like we can work through that and that's how i found people who are like dummy and can do that for me fuck yeah does talking about sex feel easy these days it does it feels a lot easier now that i've gotten a lot of that shame stuff out of the way how did you get comfortable with it i think just over the years Thinking about what I enjoy and that it's okay to have fun and to enjoy it. Just kind of letting go of that shame that I was raised with because it's like, it's not helping anybody. Yeah. Tell us about the health and safety conversations that you have with partners ahead of time. Do you usually initiate? What does it look like? I used to not really. Just like I would have condoms or they'd have condoms and we'd go from there. But I had an incident where someone just like assumed no condom was fine. And I'm just like, wait, no, let's not do this. Yeah. So I've been more vocal about like, oh, if we do hook up, 
I have condoms here. So if you forget, <laughs> I, I can provide that. I don't like to do no condom unless it's someone that I'm like seeing on a regular basis just because I had an incident with that too where someone lied. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm very open about it which again can be off-putting to some people but i don't care i would rather be safe than not (laughs) fuck yeah have you ever used a dental dam on a woman or with a woman i have not i honestly didn't know those were a thing until like super recently yeah are you into sexting Mm, yes i'm more into sending nudes that's my my next question okay great (laughs) what porn do you like Oh my god, okay. <laughs> so, I don't know why, but like, when I first started, like, getting into porn, I was really into, like, twinks. What's that? So, twinks, like, um, really skinny gay boys with, like, Ooh. emo hair. Ooh. I don't know what it was about, like, just, like, two of the, the types of guys that I'm into, like, fucking each other. I'm just like, I like this. This is great. <laughs> I also like a lot of lesbian porn. I like to watch the gay guys in bathrooms when they do the cruising. I don't know why that turns me on. I watch a lot of gay porn for some reason. I love gay porn. It seems so fun. I feel okay, It's okay. so much fun. <laughs> what sex toys do you have? Oh, boy. I have a lot more now. I've got... I recently just got a fuck machine for one of my subs for my <gasps> birthday. Fuck yeah. yeah. Congrats. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> mostly dildos i got this like little rose clit sucker it also does like nipple sucking i have a hitachi wand like an off-brand hitachi wand um an anal plug that's my newest one so tell us about your kinks how did you discover them what have you explored so far what do you do to make sure you feel safe so i didn't really know exactly what kink and whatever was like i kind of saw it on tumblr but i didn't really get into that side of things so just more recently with my former daddy, Aubrey kind of got me into like what being a sub is and like, oh, you like this. Like you've been a sub this whole time. Like you like when I tell you what to do, you like when I call you a little slut, like I'm like, oh, OK, that makes sense. So that's how I've gotten into it. And now I'm like gung ho. Like, yes, I am a bratty slut. You have to put me in my place or I won't do what you want. That's that's how it is. <laughs> And what do you do to make sure that you feel safe in a dynamic? I like to talk about things like in text normally, like it'll come up when we're like sexting or something. And you're like, oh, would you like this? Would you like that? So I kind of use that as an opportunity to lay out like what I like and don't like just so we don't go into things. And they assume that they can like walk up to me and slap me in the face because I've had that happen. I'm like, wait, no, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Face hitting is touch and go for me. So. I, I don't want any more experiences like that. Are you into group sex? I really want to try. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of the things that I'm like super into. I actually have a friend, Princess, and she's got a wife and a boyfriend, and they are like super kinky. And they were like, now that I'm single, they're like, oh, we can like introduce you to like some of our friends. They do sex parties and then COVID. So. <laughs> oh. It's like such delayed gratification. <laughs> I know. I was like, I can finally be the hoe I want. And Miss <laughs> Rona said no. <laughs> so have you been to a sex party, sex club, swingers party, or would you want to go? I would definitely want to, but I have not been. Do you have sex dreams? Yes, I do. Do you orgasm in them? I feel like I always wake up right as it's gonna happen so i've never like actually came during the dream 
Okay. What's your sexual fantasy life like? <laughs> My ideal situation is like I have a daddy and maybe I'm like, he brings me in with a collar, nice pink collar, and I have like a cute little dress that's like maybe a titty showing. <laughs> and there's like people doing things and like there's a hot guy and he's like, I want you to suck him off. And so I do. And then like, he's like getting off as I'm <laughs> pleasuring someone else. That's like a big thing that I think about all the time. <laughs> oh, amazing. Do you share these fantasies with your partners directly or just tweet about them? I just at the moment tweeting because... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have like my side account that I use mainly now and I can talk about stuff freely there and have like IRLs who are going to be like Phoebe what the hell like, that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> what makes you feel desired and or appreciated most sexually honestly I like when I get lots of compliments that helps me feel like super good and like just like being called a good girl which yeah. is cliche but like it's super, it feels so nice, like, just being called a good girl or saying I'm doing a good job or saying how, like, beautiful I look or yeah. I sound nice, like, all oh, your yeah. wines are so cute, like, stuff like that. Just like, <laughs> yeah. What feels the most difficult about navigating your sex life? I think just the hang-ups I have. Like, I got, I'm, I understand I like to feel good, especially, I've, mostly had experiences with like cis men or people with penises really and i want to explore more with like girls but girls are so beautiful and they smell nice and they're soft and they're intimidating and i like try to i'm trying to get more into that too just like let go of all of that yeah so that's my current hang up what feels the easiest about your sex life <laughs> having uh, guys wrapped around my finger pretty much it's like I've really <laughs> learned just like what to say to them and like it, I'll be just like sitting in my bed like texting someone and I like, can tell they're like a little super ramped up and I'm just like chewing gum watching Simpsons oh. or something <laughs> amazing okay so now we have a pretty good general overview of you Tell us some of your favorite things about your sex life, wherever you want to start. Oh, I think I like that I've given myself the space to, like, learn and just be okay. Like, I've been having so much fun that I'm just like, I want to do this. It feels nice. Yeah. I'm not hurting anyone. So that's been, like, really nice. I like the feelings. I like learning what I like or don't like. It's just, it's just been a ride. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, can you give us kind of an overview of your sexual journey? So, I guess, yeah, like, like I said, I would touch myself when I was younger. No one exactly told me what that was. So for a long time, like, my parents called it hunching. <laughs> and so they're just like, you need to stop that hunching. Like, that's, God doesn't like that when you do that. Oh, so, like. Wow. It was like, I felt like it was an addiction. Like, I'm trying not to do it. Literally, like, for years, I would make it my New Year's resolution. And I'd, like, pray, like, God, please help me stop hunching. <laughs> my family upset. But it's just, like, I would help me fall asleep. So, like, I, of course, I started doing it in secret. Yeah. It would get caught. Like, my stepdad would tell my mom and be like, I caught her doing this. And, of course, it turned into a whole thing. So I think that's where a lot of my shame started was because of that. And then, like, of course, <laughs> I think around fourth grade, uh, there was this 
in the lunchroom, the boys are like whispering and I'm like, what are, what's going on over here? And it's all these skater boys. And they're like, oh, when you go home, look up jigglyjugs.com. So I did. And it was porn. Oh, my God. And that's when I'm just like, wait a minute. <laughs> and so it kind of like opened the door for okay. me <laughs> where I started being like, this is what this is. Asking questions and like learning from like other people at school, like orgasms and sex and stuff. And so from there, I'm like super curious. Was that the moment that you kind of realized what sex actually was, like, versus the early putting S-E-X on the refrigerator? Like, when did you connect hunching and sex? So, I think it was a process of, like, TV, and my mom, like, when a sex scene would come on, they'd literally cover, like, my sister and my eyes. So, or they'd, okay. like, make us close our eyes. Is your sister older so- or younger? My younger sister. Okay. I have two older sisters, but they're like way older. Okay. So they like were in the house with us. So stuff like that. Oh my god. Well, rewind. There was actually an incident where I was at daycare and I was just like sitting, like splayed with my legs open because I'm like I don't care. I'm a kid. I'm like five. Yeah. And this boy like laid his head like between my legs, and so I'm just like I don't care. Like he's just laying there, and my teacher comes over and like yells at me and is like you can't do that. You can't let people do that. I told my mom. So my mom and my older sisters are like, you can't let people put their head between your legs. Do you know that's all guys want from you? And that's not the type of person you want to be. So that before I even knew what like sex and anything was just like connecting someone being down there with being bad. was like an early memory, too. Oh, wow. So I think just like mainly sneaking and watching TV and like HBO at night and seeing stuff. And then I'm finally like, OK, like, they're touching down there. And they're enjoying it. And that's like the same thing that I do. So I think that's how I started to connect things. So you started to make those connections. And then you started watching porn when you were 10 or 11, whatever fourth grade is. Yeah, because I think that was around the time that, like, you know, Blue Waffle, Special Fried Rice, Lemon Party, all that stuff started to circulate. Wait, what are those things? I actually don't know. Oh my gosh. So I guess it was like a rite of passage for like <laughs> the early 2000s. Okay. Google was a thing and you could like Google things and people be like, oh, Google special fried rice and press I'm feeling lucky. And it takes you to an image of like a penis that's diseased in some way and it looks like it has grains of rice on it. And then blue waffle is, a, it was like labia that was blue and diseased as well and oh, puffy wow. and pussy. Yeah, it's really gross. Oh, man. So, like, this is just, like, a thing people would tell you to do. And you do it, and then you're scarred real life. That's Same horrifying. with, like, Two Girls, One Cup. Yes. <gasps> yeah, I never watched that. Thankfully, I never watched Two Girls, One Cup. Like, after the blue waffle and special fried rice, I was like, yeah, I'm not yeah. Googling anything. I don't trust you guys. So, it was mainly just stuff like that. And then, like, finding other porn websites besides jigglyjugs.com. Yeah. I think around that time I started to get into hentai too because um, Adult Swim would have like anime on and I was super into that and then like online seeing like hentai I'm like oh this is anime but sexy I like this too that's awesome I think it was mainly the voice acting I liked a lot because it was like more emotive I don't know what it is about, like, the porn. I, I do like to watch, like, Japanese adult videos, too, just because I feel like the acting is better. <laughs> I don't like the, oh, your pie is here. 
surprise there's a penis in it and it's like oh boy i love penis pie like i just hate (laughs) porn that i've been accustomed to like here in america yeah how did you start developing those porn tastes like was it when you were younger was it as you explored older like what's your porn browsing strategy honestly i would sneak onto my computer when my mom and my stepdad were asleep and i'd like just spend hours and hours just like clicking links and like you know pop-ups are bad back then like so you could it was just like go to this site so I'd be like okay and i go to that site and i'd see more things and i just like was filling my little brain with all these images that i probably should well i, I should not have been seeing because they're like are you 18 and i'm like yes I'm like all right come on in what did your masturbation life get like like from hunching to like in your teen years, I assume that you were just sort of doing it out of the view of your parents. Was there evolution there? How, did it lead to you exploring with other partners? Like fill us in on those years of exploration once you had a little better idea of what sex was. Okay. Well, so it's going to get like hashtag depressy a little bit, okay. but my stepdad was like, he was a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. So my mom would leave and we were in women's shelters a few times and so it's like you, I'm in a room with my mom and my sister, but I'm like also like puberty is hitting. Right. So I would, and they had like these mattresses in the shelter that were like plastic covered. And so I would try so hard to like get off to go to sleep. And I'm like trying to move as quietly as possible. <sighs> so there was a lot of that trying to get off and like have it be quiet. But I still like, it's like I could not stop myself. I wanted to. <laughs> Plus, I'd gotten into the routine of using it to fall asleep. So it was a lot of, like, sneaking to get off. And, like, of course, by that point, I knew it was getting off. There was one point when we were, like, living with my sisters for a bit. And, like, I woke up and snuck to the bathroom to go do it. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I wait. Like, I come out and my sisters are like, we know what you were doing. Like, oh, did you have fun in there, huh? Like, shaming me in front of my younger sister and my mom. And I'm like, could have just went to sleep like i could have just came out here and gone to bed (laughs) after that point is we finally got like our own apartment again and i had my own room and i had a laptop and i think around that time is when i got i was like 13 so ninth grade me and my friend cassie would kind of start exploring with each other at that point so i would like show her what i knew Mm -hmm. because she would stay over a lot and we were like super close friends and i'm like oh yeah you know what porn is and she's like i've heard of it and i'm like well here this is what i learned so i ushered her <laughs> to porn and watching twinks and all of that stuff too that's amazing so you were like <laughs> showing her this stuff did you guys ever like masturbate in the same room at the same time or was it just sort of like passing on knowledge so it started with passing on knowledge and then I had this electric toothbrush and I think I saw on like Degrassi or skins that like someone used a toothbrush and I was like, wait a minute. So I tried that and I'm like, oh, okay, this is great. And so one time like Cassie was sleeping over and like, of course, we start talking about like sex and stuff and like, oh, hush, hush. And I asked her if she tried like with a toothbrush before and she was just like, no and so i showed her (laughs) and and she enjoyed it and yeah we were like 12 and 13 like thinking about that i'm just like oh my god like 
we were literally getting each other off. But yeah, so that actually started like a long process of things with her because we were friends till I was like 16 uh-huh. and I moved away. And we like during our sleepovers, it became a thing where she'd like just start playing with my nipples. And she always told me it was against the rules for me to do anything to her. So she's like, and you have to be quiet. Like, you know, like our parents are here. So that was a huge thing for a long time. And (laughs) I didn't even really connect that. Like that was like, I was gay, obviously. Like I was super gay for her. Like she was also my best friend, but because I just was like, Oh, like, you know, in TV shows, like, Jennifer's body, the friends make out, like mm-hmm. people experiment with their friends. That's just part of this whole process of puberty, I guess. When did it start to click for you that you were like, oh, there is this thing called sexuality and people label it? Um, I think when I started dating Christopher, so this was around 13, same time, ninth grade. And he was actually like my first like sexual experience. I gave him head for the first time. We like went out to a lake. And we had like a little picnic and we had talked about it beforehand because we called it super sexy uh, secret time. (laughs) His mom could read. It was like when you can order the transcripts from Verizon. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we would shorten it. SSST. (laughs) Do you want to do SSST today? So that we would do that. And like it started mostly with just like touches and making out oh my god i'm so sorry i'm like all over the place thinking about this but there was one night where he had come like walked to cassie's house because we all lived like in a really close area and like he was saying good night and we made out for the first time and i remember like this pressure like down below like in my pants and like the throbbing and i was just like whoa (laughs) that was like a moment for me of course, then, like, sleeping over with Cassie and, like, touches are happening there. I'm starting to be like, I like both of these things mm. a lot, like, for both people. And I didn't really get that, like, bisexuality was a thing until later. Because I asked Christopher, like, so cheating, like, would you consider it cheating if I was messing around with another girl? And he's just like, no. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay. Amazing. <laughs> so that was a time for about three years. Oh boy, what in life. <laughs> so you got to explore during your earlier years. Like it sounds like during your, this was early into mid-teens. Yeah, a lot of that. And it, it's kind of funny because I stumbled into it really mm-hmm. just because it was like stuff that was happening. And of course, like it was learning initially and then like realizing like, oh, like this is sex things. Yeah. <laughs> like, like With Cassie mainly, I was like this click. Like you do know what we're doing is like sex things but we never like explicitly talked about it it would happen at the sleepovers and then like we just go about our day yeah. at school and stuff and never really brought it up <laughs> did you end up coming with these partners or what was your own clitoral vaginal experience like so with christopher it was he was my first we lost our virginity to each other that was his birthday present <laughs> For his 14th birthday, he got my virginity. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> but he, it was like super painful. I remember that. And we were watching Spanglish. Um, he came like super fast. 
And for the longest time, I thought that's what sex was. Like, why did I wait all this time and feel so excited watching mm. all these people do it? Like, it's painful and it lasts like four seconds. Mm. And we actually got a, he got a cock ring that vibrated. Oh, Because wow. he thought it would help him not come back. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't the case. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, another tangent. I'm so sorry. No, but, great. So, Christopher would comb his pants when we made out sometimes uh-huh. she got into the habit of wearing condoms when we made out and that is so cute <laughs> yeah it's like, like super innocent looking back on it but like so we would all hang out and his mom miss amber was like the sweet little lady she's just like you you know like the type of white lady that's got like the wavy beach hair and she's got the patch quilt bag sandals yes. that's her <laughs> that's his mom and she would like take us to the town center and pick us up. So she texts Christopher and she's just like, I found a condom wrapper. Is there something you want to tell me? That day we had literally just been making out. So uh-huh. like, yeah, we had had sex at this point. But that <laughs> was from when he had not his pants. And so she comes to pick us up because my curfew is eight. And he's like, oh, you could just take you could take Phoebe home. I'm going to stay here for a bit longer. Leaves me in the car with his mom. Oh and so gosh. she's like, do you want to explain what's happening here because like Uh we were close so it it wasn't an issue and so i told her (laughs) it's uh, i'm doing this poor little white woman that her son comes his pants and she's like (laughs) (laughs) this is one of my favorite early sex stories oh my god that's so cute and hilarious and awkward oh my god yeah <laughs> I'm super thankful for her though, because like I said, my family's like super Baptist Christian. Like, yeah. oh, sex is bad. Don't don't even look at a penis. Yeah. So Miss Amber really helped me with actually knowing and being safe with when it comes to like sex stuff. That's awesome. Shout out to her. Yeah. Did you guys <laughs> start telling her once you were having sex, or did you still keep it just between you two? I think by that point, she, like, kind of got a feel for it. So she just wanted us to be safe more than anything, which is why I, I kind of, I guess, got the sex talk from Miss Amber. Uh-huh. She's like, well, it's good that you guys, like, have condoms. Like, if you need help getting on birth control, like, she literally would, like, help me by taking me to, like, the gynecologist. Because my mom was like, if you go, like, why do you need to go to the gynecologist? Are you having sex? <laughs> like, I just <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was it was a a time. Wow. For sure. Do you remember what your teenage self thought or felt about sex? Like what were your excitement levels around it like? So I know in like those early years around like 13, through like 16 with with Cassie and Christopher, it was like super exciting for me and just learning. And it was kind of like a game. Like I wanted to learn as much as I could. I've always been a very goal-oriented person. Yeah, <laughs> so, same. <laughs> but there was just like trigger warning for assault. But I was assaulted at some point in like family members and stuff. And it was like I kind of put a wrench in things for me. Mm. So like more of that shame started to bubble up even more. And like we moved away. I was in a mental hospital for a bit. Uh, <laughs> that was a whole thing. 
you feel comfortable sharing about it at all or is it oh yeah it's yeah. fun it's, it's i kind of have a bad habit of just kind of talking about it too because some people are not used to hearing about i think this is a really good space to sort of hear whatever you're willing to share and how your healing process has supported your current sexual self of course of course yeah so i think that's like a kind of um, an important part of that as well because i was in the mental hospital for maybe like three months mm-hmm. four months because stuff with like my family and they were trying to have me removed from the home but i guess all that stuff is hard but while i was there i'm surrounded by a bunch of girls and we're all gay as hell (laughs) can you paint the picture for what the environment is like for those of us who have never been acquainted with the details of what it's like to be in a mental hospital oh so very sterile environment white walls checkered floors green couches no one knows interior design when they design a (laughs) mental hospital i guess because it doesn't feel great but the food was a one okay. um we would have like sessions in the morning where we like talk about things and then we do like art therapy stuff like that so it was a very structured environment and of course they do check-ins at night yeah. but they're not there all the time so especially when it's like the girls ward or like i'm sure the boys ward had the same stuff going on yeah but yeah there was this really cute redheaded girl and I cannot remember her name but she was in the room with me and she would always tell me how cute my butt was (laughs) and like I kind of at this point my personality had taken like a nosedive so I was like really shy Mm. but like her constantly complimenting me was like it's like one night I was just like she asked if I wanted a hug so I was sad and I was like yeah and so she came over and antics ensued So even while I was healing mentally, so it was like, I gotta, I gotta get those nuts in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like there is a different energy that you get from engaging sexually with another person that's just not quite the same as when you're solo or do they feel connected or can you speak to that at all? Oh, definitely. I think that is why like among other reasons why I was so hypersexual for a long time because it's like coming by yourself it's like okay this happened now what but I love the exchange of energies especially like the first time I'm with someone like a new partner I love learning like what they like and oh if I touch here they make this noise or they gasp this way and it's just like like I said goal oriented (laughs) so it's that's part of the process for me. And I really do think it's a whole different exchange of energies when you're outputting it with someone else and taking in what they're giving you. Yeah. I'm hearing you talk about being goal oriented and I'm wondering if you can define the goal because to me, it sounds like you're still taking your time in the experience if I'm understanding what I'm hearing. Yeah. And I guess I've learned that by being goal oriented, I mean more that I'm a sub. Mm. <laughs> So yeah, I like task oriented. Yeah, I get yes. it. Oh my god, I get it. <laughs> when did you realize that you were a sub? Oh, that was like a super recent discovery with my former daddy, mm. Aubrey. He's like a super sexual person too. And we had been talking for a bit and I was after this was like not that long after my most recent relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was in a weird place, like when in my relationship to sex because I was in a committed relationship for so long and I have had more poly tendencies I feel like but my ex was a piece of shit very Mm. controlling I felt more like property than a person 
So with Aubrey, he kind of opened this door to being like, because he has a partner and they have like a kid, they live together. So that's his nesting partner. Mm -hmm. But she's, of course, like open to exploring because she does her own thing as well. Yeah. So he's just like, you know, (laughs) you like it when I call you a good girl. I'm just like, I do. Like, I also learned that I like eating ass. (laughs) Me too. How did you learn it? Like just with (laughs) sessions or what? Well, so actually my ex before Aubrey, he secretly really liked having his ass ate. He's like macho guy. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doesn't want people to know. But like <laughs> the first time I did it with Evan, it was like I was giving him head. And which, of course, is something that I really like to do. And I just kind of like moved down his balls and like he spreads his legs a little more. So I'm just like, OK. And then like I go even lower. And he came so hard that time that his legs were shaking. Oh my gosh. So I'm just like, oh, this is great. Especially because I'm just like, I like this because I even feel like even more in like a serving position, like between someone's legs. Like, yeah. No, I relate so strong. I feel like I'm serving, but I also feel deeply connected through the asshole with my tongue. But I'm just like, yeah, we are one. We are one, and I guess it's also pretty vulnerable yeah. for them, especially yeah. like with most cis men, they're not used to like True. someone holding their legs up and being in that position. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. So, yeah, but uh, Aubrey introduced me to ass eating where it's more like I'm on my knees, and he just kind of like shoves my uh, my face between his uh, ass cheeks, and I'm just like, oh, this is great. And I remember the first time he did that, he like went to finger me and I was super wet. And he was just like, oh, you're such a little slut. You like that. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> like my head was like spinning because I was just like, I, I did really like. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was it to notice that in yourself? I was exciting. Like I remember even now, like thinking about it, my heart is racing because mm. I was just like, oh, like this. It felt like something clicked finally. Like this is a part of me that I finally can understand. And now that I understand it, I'm going to work my way through it. I'm going to ride this train <laughs> to glory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was semi-recently. How, how long ago would you say? So um, we first started hooking up in July of okay. 2020. So like last year. Okay. Because the ass eating with Evan was like, <laughs> but I was, I didn't realize it was subby totally. at that point. Yeah. It's like those context shifts. Like you can like something, but, for me, a lot of the pieces clicked in later, kind of like you said. Between the ass eating and being in the mental hospital, what happened? Like, what's our progression? Also, at some point, we need to hear about sex work and like how you got into it. So I don't, yes. but I don't, but I don't know what comes next in the story. So fill us okay. in what wherever feels appropriate next. So, okay, mental hospital. I guess that's a big point. Christopher broke up with me over the phone. And when I moved two hours away, I moved to the Richmond area and it was like hard for me because like I grew up in relatively the same area, North Virginia, but we moved around so much. I went to nine elementary schools before the third grade. Holy cow. (laughs) My mom's unhinged. Um, So are you good at making friends or is it hard to meet new people? Where do you fall? Like, are you more of a lone wolf or do you integrate easily? So initially... I was like able to integrate like oh at my new school I'd make so many new friends and like I was kind of a teacher's pet but like I also like help people with their homework I was like AB honor roll 
I was a little shit in school. Me too. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, I got a 1580 on my SAT, no big deal. Yeah, but, uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I'm like a smart slut. But um, Oh my God, you are a smart slut. Yes. How often do people <laughs> underestimate you? Very often. I mean, as you said, like during the intro, I'm a black woman. I'm only like 5'2 as well. And I'm soft-spoken naturally. Mm. So especially now that I've like become more into my shell and at work offices, it's always like people are like giving me paperwork and like, oh, can you do this? Like, oh, you can stay late. It's fine. And then I have that issue where I want to say no, (laughs) but I can't. So yeah, people underestimate me a lot. I had an issue where like when I did move, I wanted to continue with my honors classes. And they're like, are you sure you can handle that? Like, we don't, we don't want to put somebody in a place where they would not be able to keep up with the rest of the students. <sighs> and I'm like, do you even know, like, <laughs> Whoa. who I am? But yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's unfortunate. And because of where I was in North Virginia was more of a multicultural place, like outside of DC, the suburbs, it's like, there's Middle Eastern people, there's Asian people, there's white people, black people, Latinos. So I grew up in that environment. Of course, there was microaggressions because yeah. people are not <laughs> always America. smart. Yeah, yeah exactly, because America. So when I moved and I was down south, it was like a slap in the face because I'm like, oh, I guess racism is a thing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, so it was that distinct to you. Yeah, it was, like, such a hard shift for me. And I do know that that is part of why, like, that sexual shame started to build up for me because I was, I was, like, maybe one of the few black students in the school as well. So I'd have these, like, white guys who would, like, be hitting me up and I would sneak them into my room because I had a porch. So, like, I'd be hooking up with, like, people and, like, I'd sneak them in. Like, then at school, they'd pretend like I didn't exist. Oh, What? Yeah, Whoa. so it's just, it was, like, such a weird space for me because I'd, like, be all excited and, like, go to say something to them and they're just, like, completely ignore me. <laughs> it was a wild time. What age or ages were you then? So this was 17, not, yeah, so 16 through 18, so Fuck, after. Fuck, man. That's yeah. so, like, your early adulthood. It was, it was rough, especially because I was in such a, environment where I was like able to learn and grow and like I enjoyed having sex like I was a sexual person I've, I've been a sexual person I guess I can say that yeah. and it was like that was such a bad thing and my reputation as this like little slut was in the school so I didn't have any friends um, I was dating this guy for a bit named Roy and he was like imagine like Edward Cullen but with black hair and like black eyes. Yeah. So he was like this gorgeous, like greaser looking guy. And like we started dating. He actually had another girlfriend and like that caused issues. I didn't know. Oh. I was new. I was yeah. school. This guy's giving me attention. So why not? I remember this incident where we were like leaving the lunchroom and there was this dude. He hated me for some reason. And like I would answer in class, he'd make jokes and snicker with his friends. And I'm just like, I don't know why this guy hates me so much. So we're leaving the lunchroom. And I'm walking next to Roy and he, the dude, the bully, just like shoulder checks me. And he's like lacrosse player large. So of course I like stumble. And at this point I had an, oh my God, yeah. So I was 
really bad eating disorder for a bit. So I was really thin too. Oh, no. Yeah. So I was fragile. I like fall and Roy comes over to defend me. And the dude just like calls him a race trader and a pill popper, which the pill popper thing was true. But like race trader, come on. <laughs> it's still, wow. like 2013. So that was a huge thing for me. It was just like such a weird space to navigate because it's like I wanted to be this open sexual person. But then I had this reputation as like this boyfriend stealing Jezebel. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, such a time. So, wow. Fuck. What did you do from there? Like, how did you? You seem very resilient. Honestly, and now that like I'm in therapy and like I'm talking to my therapist about things mm-hmm. and I know it's okay to praise myself, I am resilient. <laughs> like I'm not going into too many details about like what else was going on in my life at this time. But yeah, like just being able to like get through that, I'm like, hmm, maybe I am a tough cookie. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the high school was rough. So around 18, there was actually when I was like 17, there was this dude who had graduated that I was friends with. I remember once he came, like he let me come over and he was questioning his sexuality and like, you know, Southern, he's in the deep South Bible Belt. And he was like talking to me about it because he knew that I was like fine. But I also thought that like he was into me, but he wasn't. Okay. <laughs> so like at that, so I stayed over and I was just like, whatever, it's fine. And we just like fell asleep. He had let me try for a loco the next day, but then he left to go pick up his friend and trigger warning sexual assault. His dad had assaulted me. Oh. And and I told him about it because I was like, I'd never drank before. And so I was I was also tiny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the four loco freaking killed me. Oh Jesus. And yeah, I re- like I thankfully don't remember much of it. It was because it was like in and out for me. But he was just like no, you just fucked my dad because I didn't want to fuck you. And that's like, I knew you were an issue. Like, I shouldn't have even became your friend. I heard about you. And yeah. so oh, that was I when I was heard done. about you. Fuck that. Yeah, it was it was a while. And it's funny because I just recently blocked him. So I was like, no, that was shitty. You yeah. don't deserve to be my friend anymore. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. So after that, I was in a relationship. Like, I literally married this navy guy like actually married this navy guy and moved two hours away oh my god wait how was it were you 18 how old were you yes i had literally pretty much just turned 18 i was on tinder and i'm like what's up tinder i i've learned about stuff like i know things and this of course i didn't know that like it was a a cliche that navy guys did that i didn't know that either wait that's a cliche that navy guys just want to get married Yes. And then the whole thing is because they get paid more when they get married. So a lot of them will get married and then they it will like desert their wives or they like get married and get pregnant. But then it's just like they don't really pay attention to their wives. It's a whole thing. Is that what happened to you? Well, we got married and he was just like, I didn't even really want to get married per se. I just wanted to be out of my toxic home situation. Yeah. Yeah. So like when we moved out. Literally, we drive down here to the base and we are at a courthouse. And I'm like, why are we at a courthouse? And he's like, well, you can't really live with me. We have to be married, but it's okay. It's just on paper. And I'm just like, wait, what? Make- like a surprise? Yeah. This was, that's not a proposal. <laughs> and you were like, choice. okay. Yes. Wow. So my dumb 18 year old self got married. <laughs> but also it sounds like it 
perhaps was a fine choice to make at that moment. Compared to being in my mother's household, in that way, it was a better choice. But he also ended up being very controlling and toxic. And he was a gross person. So that Mm, sucks. That sucks. But of course, you know, cycles repeat. As you grow up watching shitty relationships, you're going to emulate that. Yeah. (laughs) Did did you guys have much of a sex life at all? Well, yeah, because, like, I still was very sexual person. Like, I have a big sexual appetite, so... He would actually sometimes get annoyed with me because I'm just like, I want to do all these things. But the funniest part is he's like the six foot two guy. He was pretty heavy set too. And of course I'm like a full foot smaller than him, but he let me peg him. (laughs) (gasps) I take it that was your first time pegging? Yes. What was it like? What was it like? So I had been like talking about it and like he also like was... One of those guys is like wants to try butt stuff but doesn't explicitly say it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm I'm down. See what happens here. And then like he ordered one online and it came all discreetly. And it was like there was like not even any conversation. I just like put it on and I'm just like, all right, well like you're gonna have to like lay down. And he's like silent. (laughs) It's like he didn't want to acknowledge what was happening until like of course he he enjoyed himself positioning was hard because he's so much like larger than i was but it's just like the memory of it is so funny to me because like this dude that i was frankly afraid of this is like so masculine and like toxic masculinity just like moaning yeah (laughs) was he can i ask positionally was he like face down like a starfish or was it like was he on his arms and knees like he had to like be like all the way arched down i'm like, like a doing ball. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how did you feel like what was that experience like for you well just it was strange mostly i think because i don't like being in that position of a power yeah i like i like to be in the more subservient position so it was an odd thing for me i think also just my my complicated feelings towards him as a person yeah too so it's just like, mm-hmm, yeah. I get to be in charge here. So maybe this is fine. Have you pegged anyone since? Not pegged. Like I used toys on my ex okay. too, the Evan. Okay. Because <laughs> he, I don't know what, it's just so funny to me that they don't explicitly ask. It's just like. I would have such a hard time with that. I guess I'm kind of a mind reader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But also, it's like body language too. Like, yo, you're like, you're like inching forward and like lifting his legs. Like, oh, I know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> or just like ordering a strap on, but like not speaking about it. What size did he order? It wasn't a very big one. He was okay. That's kind of like, yeah, I think that's great was... for starting out with butt stuff. You don't need, don't start with the big boy, is my opinion. <laughs> How big is your butt? You said you just got a butt plug. How big is it? It's pretty small. I have like my box of toys over there, but it's like maybe the size of my palm. Okay, great. I really love purple, so it's got a little purple gem on it, and it's so cute. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> How did you get out of that? Did you and did you go from Navy guy to Evan, or were there things in between? Yeah, so Navy guy, we finally ended the relationship twenty seventeen. So I was single for about a year before I met Evan. Okay. And of course, I was back in my Tinderella phase. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, it's funny. I'm a a weirdo who keeps a list of every person I've slept with. Oh, is that weird? 
I, I hope people say it's weird. They're like, why do you? Because like I have the name and like I, in my journal, I have like details about them, like what I liked and like I stopped being as descriptive. I love that personally. That's I mean, I that's like part of the reason that I have this whole podcast is I would love to know the details of everyone in your journal. You know, like that's kind of what we're doing. <laughs> exactly. I think it, when I guess some people like with one night stand, some of their don't want to remember that but i like yeah. to remember people like me too. people and experiences are important to me so i'm a sap i guess <laughs> i guess so me too the numbers kind of shot up in between evan and navy guy so the, and it was just a lot of like i used to fake orgasms a lot mm-hmm. and that was during the period where i was like faking orgasms mm-hmm. i don't know why like at some point it just was like it got so old to me mm. and there was this one dude I almost dated, Chance, and he had a really big penis, <laughs> which I was not really used to by that point. It's like, oh, this is, this is great. I'm not a size queen, but I think I kind of am a size queen. Okay, I was going to ask, because you're 5'2", is that is size a factor? Have you ever encountered anyone where you're like, I can't fit it? I don't, I don't know why that's the voice you would use if it, okay, I don't know. I can't. but um well evan had a he was a good length and like a decent thickness i'm i like the thickness more than i'm like in for the length so like that he had like a nice size for me and that was a good time that's probably why we stayed together so long (laughs) but with aubrey i was like in shock because like we like i said we i trade nudes it's like a thing i like to do but because his hands are so big in comparison his dick didn't look like anything that would be intimidating so then like in person we finally hook up after months of chatting online and then what i'm not joking when i say it's the length of my face <laughs> and like we put this picture once where like i had it over my eyes that's amazing and that's the thickness of it oh my god i love that i love oh that what a beautiful picture too I'm just like smiling so brightly too. And there's like, oh my God. I sent it to like my best friend. And she's just like, you look so happy. Like, this is the most you picture. I love that you can send that to your best friend. Oh, yeah. My best friend. We actually became friends when I was in that hellhole of a town. Okay. And she was like, she's white, but she was emo. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those like apple pie towns where like cheerleaders and football players get married. Okay. So she's got like coontails and heavy eyeshadow and wears black. People are like, oh, that, that's a witch. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So the Jezebel and the witch became friends <laughs> and we're friends to this day. <laughs> okay. That makes me so happy. That makes me happy that you can send pictures of dicks on your happy face. Like that makes me so beyond happy. Yeah, she, we actually do like sometimes she'll she has a like an Instagram page where she posts like her body because she's like on this journey for loving her body. Mm, yeah, and she'll like send me a nude and be like, "Hey, is this okay? Like, is this okay to post? Like, yeah. what do you think?" And I'll give her tips on posing or something. Like, it's Fuck, yeah. like, the whole thing. Yeah. Amazing. So she's recently been like questioning gender stuff and like she's just like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like attention seeking because like I'm, maybe it's just another thing. And I'm like, I have never been like am i a girl so yeah. i think you're probably trans like you can ex- <laughs> exactly so it's like i've been very 
sis like my whole life yeah and she it's like hard for her to just accept that but yeah, yeah. i'm just like girl it is okay you can yeah. be whoever yeah <laughs> do you guys talk about your sex life very much sounds like maybe. yeah some people are just like put off because like we're so open about it like yeah. she'll like text me and be like oh my god like my partner shoved this dick up there today and like i almost came just from that and i'm just like you go that's Fuck great yeah. i'm jealous <laughs> you were talking about poly experiences with aubrey was that your first kind of official foyer other than like unknowingly being the other woman like or, or have you dabbled with more poly stuff i actually um had a close friend from uh high school uh, joseph so Joseph actually was the second person I ever slept with in my whole life. Mm-hmm. He was Christopher's best friend. Okay. <laughs> so that was like a whole thing. But we would keep in touch even after I moved. Like mm-hmm. we'd Skype. And after Navy guy, he actually flew me out to Colorado to be with him and his girlfriend. Because we were going to like do this trial thing where it's like we had been talking. And, you know, Tiffany liked me too. So she would like send me nudes and stuff because like. Joseph knew I was bi and so like I flew up to Colorado and got high as hell and had a lot of sex for three days straight oh my gosh <laughs> so that's when I realized like oh this is this is something I can get down with especially because I do have such a huge appetite in that way part of me does feel like if I was in a, a monogamous relationship I might get bored yes which I don't like to say out loud, but yeah. <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah, I like the experience, new people. Can you tell us how you got into sex work, but maybe start by telling us how you define sex work? Yes, yes, yes. So I guess I, I well, I won't get in trouble. I'm, I'm an adult now, but when I was younger, like 17 ish, I had gotten kicked out and I realized like selling nudes on kick, I could make money. <laughs> so that's how I first started doing it. I stopped like after I was with Navy guy because I was financially stable. I didn't need to sell nudes anymore. Yeah. But honestly, this time I have like a healthier relationship to it because I know a lot of my friends, like I said, Princess is one of my close friends with the wife and the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was telling me about seeking arrangements and how like, she makes money there. And of course, I know like there's full service sex work. I've never done that. Okay. It's mostly just been like an online thing for me. Okay. Just because not I'm, I'm like shy and also people are scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm more along the lines. I have like, you know, OnlyFans bitch. So mm-hmm. I've got my OnlyFans and I'm, my Twitter, which I mentioned earlier. It's more, it started more with just me like posting my body online and like, cute outfits or whatever I felt nice in because after my last relationship I felt like super low with my image towards myself Mm -hmm. and I was like you know what I don't care (laughs) I'm gonna get (laughs) compliments from strangers on the internet yeah and now I get compliments as well as tips and toys so it's nice (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) yeah Do you feel like all nudes count as sex work? Because I started selling nudes and I didn't conceive of them as a sexual thing. And then people were like, you have a sex podcast and you're selling nudes. That's sex work. And I was like, oh, good point. I didn't realize it was like sex work until 
like talking to people about it more recently, like also doing it again. I'm like, wait, I was doing this when I was like 17. Yeah. I was <laughs> Were you advertising as a 17 year old or were you like, no, I was like, I would say that I was older, but then like when someone would actually ask, I'd be like, okay, look, so here's a tea. Yeah. I'm actually 17. And a lot of times they did not care. So. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just the society we live in. Do you feel like certain pictures are sex workier? So like I've never done anything with like a butt plug or insertion, although I'm like feeling very curious about it. And so I'm just like, I don't know what's the difference between like showing a nipple and like a gif where there's fucking happening. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is. So there's like just a. I do a deal where it's just like, oh, if you send me this outfit, I will take like a set of 10 pictures and the outfit you send me. Ooh. And you can add like give me poses or whatever you want. Fuck yeah. So uh, that's one thing. Like there's. It's this kind of thing where I have a cow set, and so <laughs> there's a lot of me and cow stuff because people just really enjoy me. It's like, I guess it's because I have big tits. I don't know. Oh my god, that's amazing! I've never heard of. <laughs> How do you feel when you're a cow? I love being a cow. I feel so cute. Like I have these cow ears that are like kind of realistic and I have like piercings on them. They're so cute. I'll have to like show you pictures. I want to see your cow fit. fit. (laughs) I'm going to steal that. Please do. Cow fit. Letting you know. (laughs) It's yours. It's so cute. Picture in a cow fit in a long time. Please do. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I guess it's another thing that I kind of have realized I like to, I'm into it's not exactly pet play, but I guess it plays into like being called a good girl and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like I have a pair of cat ears that I like to wear, and someone just ordered me a plug that has a tail. I just ordered ears. a tail. I'm waiting for it to come from Etsy. It's taking weeks. I ordered a long, fluffy white tail with a gray tip. I think that's the one I ordered. I got a long pink one and pink and white fluffy one. So I'm just like waiting for it to come. It was supposed to get here by my birthday, but it didn't. But I okay. guess that's fine. <laughs> It means we're extending your birthday celebration when it does arrive. Honestly, yes. I'm going to be so excited. So I think that's another part that I like, too. So it's like they're excited to see me in these things. And I'm excited to put it on. So I'm like, hello, the tail is here. Are you guys ready to see the tail? So that's going to be fun. Oh, my God. What other things are you enjoying right now or exploring or want to explore more of in your sex life? I definitely want to explore, like, the dom sub, like, I hesitate to say, like, daddy little girl, because I don't know exactly how I feel about that whole mm-hmm. subgenre of things. I've tried to, like, be open-minded towards it, especially because, like, I do like being called a good girl, like, I do call dudes daddy. Yeah. I'm like, mm, maybe I'll figure that out. Well, <laughs> that's I, get, thing that's I get called a good girl, but I'm not a little girl. Like I identify my submissive self loves to be a slave. Like I love to feel owned consensually by the person that I'm serving and like they can do whatever they want with me. And, you know, I have my safe words. And so that's I love being called a, a good girl or a fuck slave. <laughs> oh, my God. That's another thing I just realized I, I liked because of Aubrey because he was... <laughs> Like, it was in the moment. And he's just like, say, you're my fuck toy. And I'm just like, no, I'm not going to say that. So, of course, like, I get some, like, punishments. And he's just like, 
are you my fuck toy? And I'm just like, I'm your fuck toy. And he's like, whose fuck toy are you? <laughs> I'm Aubrey's fuck toy. <laughs> like that moment felt so like explosive. For yes. people. I love yeah. being a fuck toy. What other things do you like to be called? Or have you discovered that you like to be called that maybe you weren't going to guess that you would like? <laughs> I didn't think I would like being called a slut just because of like the connotation I had growing up in high school. But mm-hmm. now I feel like I kind of own it. It's just like, hell yeah, I'm a slut. Like, yeah. I'm your slut. I'm your toy. <laughs> I don't know why I enjoy cum slut so much, but I guess it oh is. Oh my God. I, like, it's so hot. <laughs> it is. Wait, all right. So, so tell us about your cum slut self. Where do you like it? What do you like about it? So, unfortunately, I have a huge breeding king. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now that I'm single, and of course, I'm like, I can't just be letting anyone nut in me. I'm yeah. not going to. Yeah, good. I'm just like, oh, it's so sad. I, I love, if, if like, I want to get super explicit, but yeah. it's a sex podcast. That's fine. I keep, like, telling myself it's okay. Yeah, I know. No, you have to train yourself. I feel it. I get it. I have to train myself <laughs> to not talk about everything in the real world now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like we have like the opposite issue because yeah. like, especially doing like online work I'm it's mostly like online so like me saying all this out loud I'm like who is she I yeah. don't know her <laughs> I love that <laughs> so my favorite thing when it's like I'm being fucked especially like from behind and yeah. because I've been blessed with so many people that have huge dicks it's yeah. like when they're deep inside and they come and it's like throbbing yes. and I feel it like filling me up it's like Best. so hot chef's kiss <laughs> I, I will say that is my number one favorite thing about having a lover who has a vasectomy like my dom is 25 years older and he has a vasectomy and we're fluid bonded and it's the hottest thing because I don't have to worry about his semen ever like I can get it all over me and inside of me that's what I love that I also like spit a lot I think I said like with kissing and so like very messy kissing yeah very messy blowjobs yeah with Aubrey, he like actually throat trained me. So like, <gasps> even though he was so big, I could fit him like all the way down. How does that make you like, feel? Was that your first I, time? It, yes, because <sighs> like you know, I've had guys be like, "Yeah, you like that? You little yeah, slut?" Yeah, and just yeah. like, "Yeah, what? Whatever. I'm choking. Oh, you're so huge." But like when I actually was, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh, oh, this is great." And he's just like, "Oh, look at you! You're such a messy little slut. Like you, you're choosing my dick over breathing. Like you're so pathetic." And just oh like, my I know. God, he's so good at dirty talking. Also, do you get like <laughs> mucusy and just like your eyes running in your nose? Like that's oh, I love that so yes. Much. Oh my god, yeah. I remember I was like I stopped by before going to like a goodbye little thing for one of my friends because COVID we can't have huge gatherings. Right. And I had my makeup done all nice. And he's just like, did you really think that I'd let you leave looking this good? And I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, please my God. At least leave my eyeliner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ruined me, but maybe not all the way until afterwards or something. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly that. Oh, that's so hot. Though. Yeah. I'm so sad. that like, cause, So we kind of got closer emotionally, too. Mm. And his partner decided she didn't like that. <laughs> They so always do that. Things. People with agreements, they always get mad and veto me sooner or later. I know. And that's what I was like. That's, yeah, I that's didn't, so like, Especially because he had introduced me into all of these phrases yeah. for Polly. And like nesting partner. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. But yeah. And he was like telling me there's no hierarchy and all this stuff. And then like months later. There is a hierarchy. Yeah. Every single time someone says, oh, no, we're totally 
non-hierarchical, I'm like, okay, well, how do you make decisions about who to spend your time with? Well, and, and that's the question where they always, and then, and then usually I get something like, oh, you're being difficult, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, but like, if you're not aware of your own boundaries, it means that I'm going to stumble into them and you have a primary partner, even if you won't call them that. So like, that's more dangerous for me. emotionally. But at the same time, I still want to take the risk. I still want to meet people. I still want to try. I don't want to like, you know, shut my heart and have it be cynical and hardened forever. So I know I feel you. That's so hard. It sounds like he was your first dom as well. How has it been? That separation is tough. It is tough, especially because he really didn't want to end things. But like, and he kept saying, like, out of respect to my partner, like, we can't do this. He's still allowed to like get nudes from me and stuff. So okay. Okay. I like will do that and hope like, oh, this is a good one. Or like, tell me to post things or like, you should take a, like, take a picture like this and post it. And like, okay. I'll do it that way. So it's still kind of there, but I miss yeah, it's not the same. Choosing to stick Aww. over air. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I briefly, I actually just ended things with him before my birthday. Met this other dude, Joey, and he was also like way taller than me. I, I guess I have like a size difference. King, I love dudes with like big hands, so they can just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But he, like, the first time we hooked up, it was like we hadn't even really planned on it happening because we had been talking since November. We finally met in person and like we're sitting talking and then like, you know, stuff starts to happen. And I don't even know what happened. I don't know how he knew. I guess he like said something about me being a good girl and like I pouted or something or like, don't you want to be a good girl? And I pouted and we were just like a worm. <laughs> <laughs> Code words almost. Like, oh, oh, you're one of those. And so, like, that was fun, especially because he's just like, he would call me like his whimpering little bitch and like to make him make me whimper. His dick was also huge, which was a great surprise as well. (laughs) He liked for me to like dress up with like the ears and stuff. And he really likes thigh highs, and I love wearing thigh highs. So I would just be like, he'd be fucking you know naked with thigh highs on and he's just like this is like the hottest thing oh my god <laughs> he loves i love like especially like someone telling me like wear this when i show up yeah and i'm like okay i'm yes. here and they just like melt <sighs> oh that's amazing yes <laughs> is there anything else that we need to know about your sex life for us to get kind of a good picture of it no Oh, there was, I guess the reason why I'm so fine with like my nudes being online is because when I was in like seventh grade, I sent my nudes to this dude that I had a crush on and they went around the whole school and the high school. Oh my <laughs> So we had gosh. an assembly where they had to talk to us about nudes and posting your body online and how that's forever. Yeah. And I think by that point, I was just like, I don't care. <laughs> that can see my nudes. <laughs> I had a very similar moment where I was just like, wait it's such a big deal if they get out but what if i just know they're out and it doesn't matter exactly but i'm not trying to get a corporate job i guess it matters for people who work for corporations oh yeah is what i hear what hopes do you have for your bisexual self going forward what would you like to explore there honestly i get i've talked to aubrey about it but like I know a commune would be a bad idea because I feel like every time there's a commune, it turns into a cult. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, the thought of having like a partner that I can cuddle with and 
partner I can cook with. And, you know, I've been with like women who are trans as well. So like it doesn't parts aren't really like a thing to me. So I truly just like, like if I like you, I like it. (laughs) I could relate to that. Yeah. So it's just like the idea of having someone and like someone else. I just want to be surrounded by people that I can love and also fuck. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? I think I would go to around the time after like my third assault and like tell myself, because I was like super hypersexual after that point. Because to me, it felt like if they're going to take it anyway, I'm just going to give it to them. Mm. But I tell myself, hey, you're doing more harm than good. Mm. You're going to regress your progress by so much. So just take this time to heal and figure out your worth again. Because it's not just your body. And yeah, I think that would be it. Beautiful. Do you have a sex question you want to ask me? Well, no, actually, I like listening to the podcast and like hearing you talk about like your former doms and stuff. I related to that so heavily. I'm just like, oh my God, like why I was dealt with it's like a heartbreak that's so different. Like, it is. Anyone else is going to understand, like, why are you so upset you can't fuck this person? It's not just that. I promise. I know. I know. Even just listening to you talk about Aubrey, I'm just like, oh, I can, I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) But I guess it's like, how do you? move forward with finding someone and letting someone in in that way again because I'm just like nope. <laughs> I'm trying to be more open but it's hard so I don't have a good answer because I don't feel I've been successful in it I as of this moment am back together with my master because COVID and because that pull is so strong and because we've both changed and grown enough that it's working again for now and I think my overall philosophy for trying to engage with new people is to as a if they're a dom i expect them to know how to lead a safety conversation i expect them to know how to check in about my boundaries and i'm having to learn and this is the hardest thing that most people who identify as doms are just unsafe and don't want to have explicit communication and that is not for me and so i'm learning to just like shut that down and not and not put myself in unsafe situations because I'm desperate because I ended up getting throat herpes from a dom who literally just didn't understand what our agreement was like he didn't understand the word disclosure and so even though we had agreed to disclose to each other when we slept with someone else unprotected he failed to do that and when I was like wait why didn't you tell me we had two separate conversations about disclosing partnership if we slept with other people and he's like oh I just didn't really get it so I think for myself in my attempts to find new dom partnership, I'm having to practice patience. My search is on pause for now <laughs> because I just don't have the emotional bandwidth during the pandemic to like reach out to new people. Like I just have to take a break. Maybe I'll try again in March or something, but um, <laughs> it's tough, dude. And so, so I really just have to anchor myself in non-sexual friends and community and just make sure that the rest of my life is propped up and I'm hoping that that falls into place but but okay my idea is that when things open back up again I kind of want to go take some classes as a dom like learn more about being a top and then maybe I'll meet doms there that I could but like be part of a community or a network do you know what I mean like not to like 
poach people like a shark or whatever, but just <laughs> but just to like to actually become friends with people who are like more in the community because that's what I was starting to do right before COVID. So yeah. And where can people find you online? So I'm online as Kevy Cat. Can you spell <laughs> that for us? K- yeah, it's uh, K E V I I K A T T, and that's my OnlyFans as well. So if you find me on Twitter, awesome. Phoebe, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. 